Hi, I am here today with my first duo interview with Kelly and Jessica, and their business is called Washin' Wagon. They have a mobile dog grooming van that goes around, van in business. So uh, thank you guys for doing this today. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit of y'all's background? I know you just didn't start out with a van and say, hey, I know we're going to go around and get business this way. I know you both have some pretty... Uh, pretty steep and stable backgrounds beforehand. Yeah, actually both of us started off uh, in the pet industry. My first job was a local mom-pop uh, pet store here locally and uh, I moved up from there. You know, I can only go so high in a mom-pop situation so I got a job at a, at a corporate uh, big chain pet store and that's actually where I met her. She was a groomer there and uh, weirdly enough there was no I guess interest. When we first met, we were just, <laughs> it was an employee uh, boss, quote unquote, uh, scenario. But yes. um, somehow, over the years, after you know we went our separate paths, we managed to find each other again, weirdly enough. And then by then, I guess uh, we both matured enough and we're like, hey, you know, you want to you wanna start dating and then uh, start a business together? It'll be fun, right? Why, why not? <laughs> why not? Um, so tell me how. So it sounds like you, uh, I imagine some of the clients that you've had at these other corporate businesses have followed you, but how did you exactly, I mean, do you have a, do you have a website? How do you, how do you get a hold of people? Do they see the... So the big one is, uh, there, there is some advertising that goes around on social media. We do have a Facebook, we do have a website, um, but the biggest thing is word of mouth. Weirdly, that's, um, the, the biggest, fastest spreader in our scenario. Uh, we also... Yeah, where we're at, it's not uh, really competitive, if that makes sense, between other groomers. There's a lot of us out there, a lot of us moguls, but we're all pretty amicable, and there's more clientele than there are groomers. So we're happy to give the name of another groomer if we can't accommodate that client. Uh, may it be a time issue, or uh, we don't service the area, or what have you. Um, that's where we got a, a good chunk of our start, was a lady who had been doing this for something like 20 or 30 years, has been mobile in the same area, and uh, she, I don't know how she found us, but I think she found us on like Facebook or something maybe. And she called me and was like, hey, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I work the area and asked my questions about my pricing and my service area. And we got a good chunk of our business from her initially. You know, that is really unusual. Uh, Super peculiar, yeah. Great, but it's a great thing. So talk about the advantages. I know we've spoken a little bit before this interview about advantages for people that decide to do that their dogs have advantages right going to someone like you can you talk a little bit about those advantages yeah absolutely so the um the biggest advantage of of grooming mobily is the convenience aspect of it uh there's a lot of people that either can't get out they're uh, elderly or disabled and they can't get their dog somewhere or the dog itself has a uh, high anxiety or is also elderly or something of that nature and the grooming process itself, uh, when it's in a mobile situation, it's start to finish, it's very one-on-one, -on -one, which is super important for dogs that are higher stress, just because they get to build that rapport with the groomers. Having the same groomer come and work on the dog versus in a big box store, uh, multiple people work on the same dog. Someone checks the dog in, takes it, puts it in a kennel. Somebody else gets the dog out, bathes it, puts it back in a kennel. Someone else will get the dog out and do you know, a rough end, do nails and sanitary trim, what have you. And in some cases, uh, it goes back into a kennel the fourth time, and a totally different groomer is the one that works on the dog. So uh, if you have a dog, like I said, that's very 
uh, on edge, high anxiety, the, all those changes can really stress them out. So having someone one-on-one -on -one start to finish and then it's a much faster, faster process as well. Normally, uh, if you drop your dog off at a big box store, it'll be there you know, from four to eight hours versus uh, us, depending on what the dog's getting, it's 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. So on a typical day, and I'm sure as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh, there is no typical day, I'm sure. <laughs> right? But on an atypical day or one, one day a week, how many uh, dogs might you service? Uh, it really depends on what services the dogs themselves are getting. If you want to average it, eight dogs a day is normal for us, but we have had uh, spikes. We have a couple of clients that are multi-dog stops. We have one client at one point, she had seven dogs. And if we you know, booked her in the morning and then booked a couple of more multi-dog stops after that, we could do 15, 18 dogs a day. Uh, the biggest restraint usually is your water consumption. Uh, for us being mobile, we wanted to do it a little differently than than some other people do, and we do everything on board, so we don't require power or water hookup from the clients. We bring everything with us. Uh, in my mind, you're paying 100% of the money for 100% of the service, so it doesn't really seem to make sense if you're going to be paying for a luxury company to come to you, they shouldn't have to hook up to your water and power. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I did it a little differently. I understand. All right, Jessica, you've been really quiet <laughs> because Kelly is not shy. I know you have a lot of information. What might you add to some of what, he, what he's already said in terms of the, the pros and cons and, and you know how, how, how nice of a business it is for you? Oh, I mean, he's pretty much covered everything. Um, I would just say that you know, with us owning our own business and doing it on our own, it's a lot more relaxed and it's not as stressful um so i roomed at you know big box stores i worked at a franchise and it you get burnt out real quick there and it's very competitive between the groomers because you're working commission and all that so it this is a lot a lot more relaxing you you know you're not getting stressed out over everything or your money and and all that so mm -hmm. it, i think that's a big plus for me on that side just mm -hmm. because grooming is a very physical thing uh -huh. um so just being able to not stress about it yeah well and and one of the things that for some of the folks that were wanting to listen to some of these little um audio podcasts down the line for some folks the regular eight to five job or, or parts of eight to five do not work for various mm -hmm. reasons some for physical uh reasons some for mental health uh, some for other reasons, and and owning your own business, uh, strangely enough, is really a good option. And, it is, yeah. And a lot of people don't think, well, I can't because I have some of these disability issues. And actually, there are a lot of folks with disabilities that do this because they can work around that disability. Mm -hmm. So not that you have disabilities, but I just think it's a nice thing to talk about uh, to make people uh, think outside the box, so to speak. Now, um, I also wanted... Um, him to explain a little bit, you were also talking to me about, you know, you've got this mobile van and you're going to have more, and then as you've gotten going with that, you've seen some things that might be maybe retooled, and okay. as, a, as a result of that, you may have another budding business. Can you talk about the business maybe after or in addition to your dog grooming business? Yeah, so um, the fastest way to try to explain it is we simply just didn't have enough capital to start. 
we didn't we had a very very tight budget so our very first van was very bare bones and we couldn't afford to buy one that was already been converted for grooming uh, even even if it was 20 years old we still couldn't afford them they hold their value very well because they're very specific types of vehicles anyway mm -hmm. so she uh, gave me a ridiculously small budget and we started uh, searching around on Facebook and Craigslist and what have you found a vehicle that we thought we could work out of and uh, we converted it we fixed it I think the whole the whole budget was something around ten thousand dollars, which is not a lot of money when you're starting a business, especially something that requires a lot of specialty equipment like ours. Yes. Uh, anyway, the first van was, it worked. It was a proof of concept vehicle. We got it. We knew we could make money doing this. Uh, then it had some issues that uh, from just neglect of years of other owners. So we bought another van, and this one was supposed to be better. It was more promising at the time, but I had a better budget and I had a better understanding of how the van worked and what I needed to do for me. Uh, so the second van we put a little more effort into and it performed incredibly well for almost a whole year. Uh, the only reason it went down was something that was not anyone's fault, fault it was just a faulty part that uh, unfortunately I can't get the parts for. I can't get the, a new part to replace it. So we actually just bought a third van and I just converted that in the course of about three weeks. And this one is, uh, I'll, I'll say, the top tier as far as what I can do. It's it's everything I wanted it. It's uh, very specific to us. Uh, there's a lot of companies out there that do make these vans. Or I say a lot, there's a few that I know of, and there's a couple of things about these vans that I don't like how they do. I don't think their dryers are powerful enough. I don't think that their tubs are large enough. And uh, when you're doing a larger dogs like what we do, I wanted a, the biggest tub I could fit. I, I wanted the biggest dryer I could put in there. It's really important to get these dogs done efficiently because as uh, I've already stated, so a lot of these dogs are high stress, high anxiety. The faster you can get through them, the less stress it is on them. You know, Kelly, one of the points that you made, too, when we talked on the phone earlier is that many of the manufacturers of these vans are in the north, and you talked about, hey, we're down here, mm -hmm. and it's hot. Can you talk about the difference between how you feel like some of the vans for up there don't really work with that? Yeah, so... Uh, actually, the very first van that we ever got was from a manufacturer up north. Uh, whoever put the, the conversion body on it, it's not who did the outfitting, I did all the outfitting myself, but uh, the air conditioner in that van was catastrophically small. It was miserable. The first uh, the first Texas summer we were working in, the, in you know, July and August, uh, she uh, was sweating really bad. <laughs> it, was, it was rough in there, and there was nothing, it was no fault of the air conditioning in the van. It's just it wasn't sized appropriately because where the van was made, it didn't need a large air conditioner. Now the heater was humongous, and it would heat the van. You know, in the the, the six days a year that it's freezing here, uh, it, it would it would heat the van up. You know, you know, within a few minutes, and then we'd have to turn it on the rest of the day. And so, uh, even with the people that outfit them, they are from up north, and while they do have larger ACs in them now, they're still it's not they're not designed to handle the Texas heat, which is uh, I'm sure people. Uh, I've heard that saying, uh, Texas heat, everything's bigger in Texas. It's a, it's a temperature thing, but it's also a humidity thing. The mm -hmm. humidity in Texas is so high, and because of that, those air conditioners, they freeze up. They can't take the stress that they're under. And so this van um, that I just built, I put a, a very large AC that will work better in Texas. It's, it's designed around us and in our environment, which is important because yeah. uh, the heater is not very big. I don't need a big heater because this <laughs> we don't have to worry about that yeah. here, really. It's a... Uh, we got what eight months of the year summer 
and then the other two months are where we get spring, fall, and winter. Maybe maybe marginal, right? So yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I just think that's the cool thing about when we, we first of all, you're in a cool business, and everybody goes, oh, neat, you know, mobile, mobile grooming. Uh, a lot of people still don't know that's really out there, but um, the, the other very cool thing is that you may have found a new business, uh, and you may be, may be making these for other people now that you know how to make one for yourself, which yeah, is also yeah, spawned another possible entrepreneurial uh, little little outlet for you. So um, I just want to thank you for uh, talking about that, and again, it's helping our people think out of the box, helping all of us think out of the box. And when we hear someone that stumbled onto something and then they've learned something, I think it helps us uh, learn to do the same thing. So thank you so much for sharing both of you today. <laughs> My first duo. I really appreciate you doing this. Well, thank you. You're welcome.